everybody welcome once again to the wrestling inc podcast i'm glenn rubenstein joined by raj giri and mr matt morgan is coming along in just a few moments we were with him earlier on the pre-show he'll be here to join us we're going to talk about monday night raw for june 5th 2017 so we got thoughts and we've got lots of them stuff to talk about tonight samoa joe oh my god what segments did we have there great stuff with the miz keeping it interesting at least if they're keeping him with dean ambrose and our thoughts about man how raw would have benefited from being a two-hour show tonight but all in all an above average raw and we're so glad you could join us so raj your your sort of big picture of thoughts uh yeah i i would say it was great uh and until after the Miz segment, and then it went to being pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, uh, we were talking about this, had some technical difficulties, but me, Matt, and you were talking about how um, I, I thought I felt like this was, uh, the Samoa Joe segment was one of the best segments they've had on Raw this year. Absolutely. No, tonight, I think that and the segment with the Miz and Dean Ambrose, those, those would be two in my best of the year list. Uh, certainly top 10, if not top five. Um, and you know what's funny? I was trying to think about what the other ones were. I remember the the backstage beatdown between Braun and Roman, Festival of Friendship, and I know there's a third, and it's irking me that I can't remember it. But uh, I feel like tonight to have two great standout uh, segments like that in one show is pretty darn spectacular for Monday Night Raw in a three-hour show. Yeah. So- very excited about that. So, you know, since we're waiting on Matt and he's going to be along here in a second, let's just do one of our sponsor breaks right now so we won't have to interrupt the flow later. Just want to give uh, some love to one of our sponsors of this episode, which is Dollar Shave Club. You've heard us talk about it before. Dollar Shave Club is the smarter choice. They give you a great shave at a great price and it's delivered conveniently right to your door. It's an awesome life hack and a no brainer. I've been using my razor and the shave butter because even if you have a beard, you have to clean the thing up. And Dollar Shave Club is fantastic for that. Or if you go smooth shaving like Raj does, it works quite well in that circumstance also. And I'm telling you, it's better than those cheap disposable razors that give you the cheap shave. Or those those razors, you have to have security tags. You have to get them from behind the counter. It's such a pain. Dollar Shave Club delivered right to your door, and it's such a deal. So we've got a deal for you. For a limited time, new members can get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of Dr. Carver's shave butter for only five dollars and that includes free shipping after that razors are just a few bucks a month a 15 dollars value for only five bucks and in your first month's box you're going to get that awesome weighted handle plus a full cassette of four cartridges and a tube of the shave butter after that replacement cartridges ship automatically at the regular price no hidden fees no commitments cancel anytime you like head on over to dollarshaveclub.com slash inc that's dollarshaveclub.com slash INC to take advantage of this exclusive offer. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And Raj, you've been using it and it's been going. Uh... Yeah, that's what all this is. It's uh, I, I, and I'm telling you that butter stuff really works well. It's it's a little different. It's not like your typical shaving cream. And uh, every now and I'm, I'm still not used to it. So there are a couple times when I shave that I'll accidentally put the shaving cream on and I still use the Dollar Shave Club razor. Um, but it's a difference. Like that butter is really smooth, and uh, yeah, and I, I I definitely recommend it. I've switched. I, I, I that's what I use now. I mean, it's smooth, and you know, I'm 41, and it's uh, my skin is just smooth as silk. So yeah, uh, you can I, see what you're shaving. You know, let me tell you, many a time did I have to shave off the entire beard because I was using cream and I couldn't see where I was going. But with the shave butter, I know exactly what I'm doing, which I love. DollarShaveClub.com/inc Matt, welcome to the show. Great to see you. We were just getting one of the sponsor breaks out of the way. So overall, your top-level thoughts on tonight's Raw. Uh, Again, I thought it was a great show. Um, Definitely anchored by Samoa Joe, MVP by far and away. Um, This is the Samoa Joe. Actually, this is better than this. This Samoa Joe has exceeded, honestly, my, my expectations as far as me wanting to see them book the killer Samoa Joe that we saw at Ring of Honor, the killer undefeated Samoa Joe that we saw at TNA, um, granted, they make his matches go a little bit too long. Granted, he's not undefeated. But the promo tonight and how he delivered it was on a whole different level of killer. I've never heard Joe talk like that in a promo in my entire life. And I've known the guy for many, 12 years now. And he, they've, they've either worked with him or he's working on something new. But bottom line is he's improved, which I didn't think was possible because killer Joe on the mic is very confident. And uh, he actually took it to a whole nother level tonight. Couldn't be more happy or prouder of him. And as a fan, I'm just sitting with my jaw on the ground like, holy crap. Like, if you don't have goosebumps watching this, you know, and wanting to see that matchup, something's wrong with you, you know? This was the next level from what he was doing at NXT. I mean, this is leaps and bounds. Uh, Yeah. And we kind of, we had some technical difficulties earlier. We were on a different stream, but 
but uh, we uh, I felt like they did a great job building him up in that angle. And then in the main event, it just went too long. It, it should have been shorter. He should have been a little more dominant. Um, you know, you're, you're building him to be this monster. Uh, have him be that monster the, the whole show. And, uh, you know, I hope uh, with the spark they had tonight, if they could keep it up, I hope they change their plans with uh, Lesnar and Strowman and have Lesnar and Joe go the whole summer and you can move Strowman to Survivor Series. So the, the, the matchup, you guys, mark my words, we're going to be talking about it for a while. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those not one way match where, where, where Brock destroyed Cena that time, but I'm talking about like our reaction to how good of a match it was mm-hmm. after Great Balls of Fire. I have a feeling it's just going to be something just totally different and off the hook. And Joe's going to more than hold his own. Absolutely. This will be, the, I, I predict right now, the longest match Lesnar has had probably since, um, well, at least since Ambrose at WrestleMania last year, but uh, maybe even longer than that. I think they can really put on something special with this. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, let's go segment by segment and talk about the show. So Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns. Bray came out and cut the Bray promo. Um, interrupted by Roman, which led to a match. So, Matt, what did you think about Bray tonight versus all other nights? Uh, you, all right. This week, you got you know you got me. I, I've always tried to defend Bray's promos because I'm a big fan of how different they are. You know, mm-hmm. he always sucks me in. Tonight, it felt very contrived about making sure he got everybody's name in and he's gonna be doing this and that versus all five all four guys that that come it didn't i i just don't see him doing that or acting like that or talking like that in his character his mm-hmm. character to me doesn't care about world championships his character to me is, is on poisoning people's is the type of dude that poison people's minds he gets off on that more than anything else um not about winning matches per se or, or things of that nature um so when competitive bray wyatt starts cutting promos like that i don't know I, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't feel it as much as I normally do. I mean, it was. It's the same stuff. I've, I. I felt like it's been for a long time. I mean, the Bray stuff. He, you know, he keeps talking about these matches, like wars and being alive and being dead. He, you know, he, he and came he's out. A god. And he's, right. He's a god. I mean, he's he's there. He's like, yeah, I'm still here. It's like no one expected you not to be here after that. You know, a fatal five way. He's like, uh, you know, I'm still alive. It's like, yeah, no shit, you're still alive. I don't know. These promos do, <laughs> do nothing for me. So, um, and then you know, he, he does this whole promo and then gets beat clean again. So that's kind of the that story was, of Bray's career. That was the worst part of it. That was the worst part of it. Where I just really felt bad for him tonight to come out there and do that. And then when Ro- as soon as Roman came out, it was like Bray's losing. I mean, did anyone think there was a chance in hell that Bray was going to redeem himself in that match? An interruption. I thought maybe yeah. an interruption or a DQ. I thought they you were going to. And and Ro- Sorry, go ahead. Man. Roman punked him right away. Roman punked him right away. Knocked him right out of the hand. You know, immediately punked him right out. Yeah, and- I, thought, I thought we were going to get people interfering at the end that sets up Roman's next feud and Bray's next feud. Uh which, you know, it looks like with, with Bray, they're going with Seth. Roman is still not really clear. Same as Finn Balor. Uh, it, it's not really clear where they're going with those guys. But then the icing on the cake is that then Corey Graves hits the line. Roman Reigns has been overcoming adversity his entire career. <laughs> just like, like Roman just pulls <laughs> off an upset victory over Bray Wyatt. Ugh, they're trying hard. They're trying hard to because it is so... Maybe he's making up for his comment last night of saying how, you know, he'll never bet against Roman Reigns. Well, no, none of us are going to get bet against Roman Reigns. I mean, like, out of of everybody on that show, he makes it, not him, but the way they booked him, let me be clear about that, has made it almost impossible for me to suspend my disbelief that he's ever going to lose. You know, I was actually, you know, the five-way even. Like, he got all his stuff in. Did you hear the commentary? They were real quick to point it out, even though he did not win that match. You know, they still were protecting him and saying, like, oh, did you see the spear through the wall? And what a big night it was for Roman Reigns. You would never say that about any other babyface. Why are you doing it for him? Well, he is their guy. I mean, he is their top star. On he's the their guy. So you got to protect the top and, guy. And, and that's what, and that's right. And that's what, that's what they do. But my point is, it leads to me being, it's more difficult for you to ask me to suspend my disbelief when all of these things are being said and he never loses, really. Um, 
it's 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 difficult, you know. Now, to be fair, I don't Roman that. hasn't won a pay per view match since WrestleMania. Yeah, because really? he lost to Braun at the last one, and he didn't win the Fatal Five Way. So those have been so, the only two so far. So what? So what an indictment that is on the fact that people I'm representing people here uh, don't really <laughs> always remember win losses. They remember yeah. the perception, and the perception that that company has created for that dude is he don't lose. He's yeah. Superman. And uh, dude, dude's improved immensely. Like, 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 we got to give the dude his credit here and there, man. He's—I don't think anybody's actually improved in, in that ring more than him all around. I think on the mic, he's still getting better and feeling himself out. But wrestling-wise, dude, he's—he's he's with all of those guys as far as move oh, yeah. for move, everything from Finn to guys that are much quicker than him to the heavyweights like Brock. And I don't know why he doesn't get the credit he deserves uh, from 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 the fans per se, but I do see because it's hard to suspend their disbelief that this dude's ever going to lose. So I could see both sides of it basically. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I, I think, yeah. um, I, th I think, uh, you know, again, I think if, if they turned him heel, I think all of a sudden the fans would, you know, be all up, up in his business. So, <laughs> you know, I think, days, it, man. yeah, it's just how they have him. I don't think it's his skill or, you know, maybe his promos to an, God, ex no. to an extent, but it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like Cesaro kills him dead with the promos and, and the internet wrestling fans love Cesaro. Um, no, it's so, all the push. It's so. not Roman. And I think that's the thing we need to distinguish yeah. is say once and for all. It's not his ability. It's not his talent in the ring. It's not his promos. It's the fact that he feels forced. It just feels so forced. Like they never miss an opportunity to put him over when he doesn't need it at this point. You know? No. Again, I, 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 win, I like that wins and losses matter with... I wish they matter with more people, not just Roman. But I think it it is good that you don't you don't do fifty fifty booking with your top guys. Mm. No, you don't. Um, he's their hood ornament. He's the hood ornament of that company, and deservedly so. Um, I just think they're really missing the money with him, and they'll get there one day. He'll get there one day as well. Um, oh, that's the scary part. He's gonna be he's gonna be really really top 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 guy when they finally turn him or. They figure out he figures out how to work with this, 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 this pendulum they've given him as a baby face, which is swinging from side to side from week to week. Because you hear the fans in there, there are fans trying to cheer for him, you know. But um, you know, you know how it is. The vocal minority just drowns them out. By the end of this, by the end of this match, the fans were pretty into Roman. Yes, they They're were. Like they turned around, and that's happening more and more. I've noticed. Yeah. It is happening more and more. It's interesting um, with just, Roman. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting with Roman. Whenever I talk with anyone that um, that has worked with him, uh, or, or you know, been with him backstage, I mean, even guys like Goldberg, you know, when I interviewed him a couple weeks ago, or Kurt Angle, um, they love this guy. I mean, they all love Roman. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's the guy that you know that he that that that's the name that comes to him when they're like the next big star. Or, uh, and I think they all recognize that he's not being pushed right, but they all see him as the guy, just not the way they're doing it. Every, I have, I'll tell you, sorry, you got to no, no, go all ahead. over the place. <laughs> go um, ahead. Like, no, you broke up. Sorry. Um, you're right. Um, Kurt, I've talked to so many, not so many, I've talked to like five, I'd say, different people in, in you know, and ask them, hey, what's going on? What's, you know, what, what's it like up there recently? That kind of crap. And the same type of thing. When you talk about Roman, it's it's his lineage, the respect he has for the business that comes with being in the family he's from, and his athleticism, and he's super humble. So like he, he's legit humble, and uh, also takes it upon himself to be a leader at such a young age. I can't even begin to tell you, like how many years has he been there? Three, four, five? I think it's yeah. I think it's only been like, like three or that, four. Dude, dude, that doesn't start until like year six or seven or eight. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. the fact that he's already looked upon as that says a lot about him. Yeah. Yeah. I think the sense of discovery, though, I think is what's really important for fandom, right? I mean, fans want to feel like they organically, even if it is planned as a face. Somebody's their guy. Yeah, you wanted to have that sense of discovery. And I don't mean to be hokey, but you want to fall in love with, with someone that you get behind. They become no, a yeah. fan of. Right. And when you just yeah. feel like from day one, it's like, you know, when they declare every year, like, oh, this is going to be the song of the summer. And you already hear it in every commercial and it's all out there. It's like mm. that thing, it better be the best <laughs> song ever to force it on people like that. 
I get kind of pissed when that happens. I don't want people to like that song. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. my song. You know exactly. What I, mean? I don't exactly. want it to go commercial. Yeah. yeah. You want to have a sense of ownership over the things you love, you know, and th that is part of yeah. it too. So you don't want something to be too mainstream if you love it. And maybe that's the problem is that someone like Roman can only be that and, mainstream. And this is nothing new. Uh, the, you saw it with Diesel. You saw it with Shawn Michaels as a baby face. You know, when Shawn Michaels, yeah. when they, when he was a baby face, they were pushing him down hard and, you know, fans were just laughing and booing at him when he like gave up the title and did that. I need to find my smile uh, speech. I mean, they turn on, they, they've been doing this forever and it's not just Roman. So uh, yep. you shove people down people's yep. throats and don't go the way they want. That happens. Yeah. Um, so Roman went cool. over Bray. Therefore, alienating people mm. that were hoping Bray was going to come out looking a bit better from that tonight. Uh, I hope they put him in a good storyline next. I've been thinking about this, Matt, as you've been making the case for Bray. And I think that that's the thing, man. It's like they just need to, to book him better. Don't have him come out there and declare himself a god and then get his, his butt no. kicked immediately after. Well, no. <laughs> yeah, well, they're going with Bray and Seth, clearly. Yeah. And that just does nothing for me. I, I mean, mm. I think the matches might be fine, but... I don't know. I think Bray is just so stale and Seth is a baby face. Just, I think they both need someone like, I think Bray and Finn would be great. Cause you could, you could do the whole demon thing and that yes. whole demon tease. And, and, and there's something there that, that can be brought out. S Seth, I don't know. Just, it's just, Dude, just feels like it's been done, even though I guess as a singles, it really hasn't. How bad was Seth's promo with Samoa Joe tonight? <laughs> Hey, Joe, I'll take you on. I'm standing in front of you. <laughs> Talking about his career. What was that? <laughs> yeah. What was that, dude? Yeah. That's where I'm talking about, like, that organic feel isn't there. And when it is, like, yeah. Joe, it felt like it. When he was doing that thing with Paul Heyman, he had, and we'll get to it. Actually, let's, let's just keep going, and we'll get to it. Yeah, oh, I just want to point out, Jacko being 14 in the chat is saying, uh, Michael Cole did say the Undertaker might have been retired by Roman Reigns. I thought that was an interesting wrinkle. Yeah, well, they're not, not, they've not officially announced it, but I think it's pretty clear that he has. And plus, he's, you know, he's getting that career ending hip surgery. So, yeah, so that was an interesting detail. Um, yeah. So, okay, so after that, lots of backstage stuff happened. We had more in the investigation with Enzo and Cass, which, uh, talk about a little bit later since that came up a few times throughout the show about who's attacking who um kurt angle backstage with bail uh, with alexa bliss pardon me setting the match with uh nia Jax for later in the night also saying that bailey uh, was recovering from the kendo stick match then uh after that we had elias samson in the ring again <laughs> facing off with uh dean ambrose so this could go in this direction although uh, dean ambrose did make an appearance later in the night with the Miz, uh, but with Elias, I gotta say, I mean, they're they're giving him an opportunity here, and um, it seems like he's getting heat for the right reasons from the crowd. So it's all story, in my opinion, where they go. Here's the booking: Miz works uh, Ambrose again for a title, you know, for the Intercontinental Title. Great balls of fire. Our boy Samson interrupts it, and then that's where he goes off into the feud officially versus Samson. All right, I think they hint at it until then. I don't know. Do they keep Miz and Ambrose going for another five weeks? That seems like a long time. I think they'll do three of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, 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 like through various segments. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They'll be. They'll throw Samson in there to twist it up a little bit, I guess. And plus, Miz, you could just do microphone stuff with. And by the way, he did a great job tonight. Who Miz? I love oh yeah, he was. Stuff. He was. Oh awesome. my god. That was, I mean, was fantastic. Only overshadowed. I mean, that would have been the segment of the night if not for Joe and Heyman. Only good thing in the second hour minus that main event, right? Yeah. Was it in the second hour? The third hour? Uh, that was the second hour, yeah. And and the Joe thing was the start of the second hour too. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about that. So uh, they mm. set up we were going to get the celebration later with the Miz and Maurice. By the way, I want a celebration now whenever the titles change hands. Between Jinder, between the Miz tonight, love that. Hope they keep doing that. Yeah. Great potential there to, to have these standout moments if done correctly. I but, love how they have that teddy bear because everyone is thinking that it's Dean oh, Ambrose. Everyone thinks absolutely. it's so yeah, obvious. That was great. <laughs> they, they swerve you. Yeah, so we'll, we'll go to that in detail in a second. But first, let's talk about the first standout part of the night, which was uh, Samoa Joe coming out. Paul Heyman came out, put Joe over hard, and uh, then it went to... Joe uh, getting in Heyman's face, whispering off the mic to him, and then putting him in the coquina clutch and choking him out. So, uh, 
Yeah, Matt, what, what did you think about all of this? This this whole method of storytelling they used tonight to set up Joe versus Love. Just again, just, just, just a world beater promo by Joe at the very beginning before Paul came out. I love that promo. Just Joe by himself saying what he said, what he wants, what Brock wants, what, what Brock, what, sorry, wants what Brock has, and started listing all the things. Very real to me. Felt organic as hell. And then Paul comes out. Um, a lot of times in this moment, you'll see the stars start to uh, they'll wilt. They'll, they'll shrink sometimes. Even though Paul Hammond's in the ring putting them over uh, or, 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 or cutting them down, one or the other, you'll see a lot of these stars not be on the same level of Paul Heyman, if you will. And I did not get that from Joe tonight. Um, then what I really liked is they totally used the mic. Every one of our turnbuckles have, have, have microphones. And I love the fact that they use that microphone in the corner by, you know, by playing it off like Joe's putting the mic down and this wasn't about showing off in front of, you know, TV people watching or people in the crowd. This was shoot Samoa Joe shooting with Paul Heyman off quote unquote off camera, if you will, or off the mic as it was supposed to be booked as and make it look like a shoot. Like I'm not here to impress everybody. I'm here to talk to you, motherfucker. Where's your, you know, your, your, your client's too good to be here. That's a shame. This is what's going to happen. And then I started listening to him, what it was going to happen whispering in his ear. And we could hear it all because of the mics and the, in the, in the, in the turnbuckle that he walked him into. Brilliant. Friggin' brilliant. I, I love um, how long he did it too. Awesome, man. Yeah. Awesome. So good. Like they didn't cut away too quick. They let it like just go and go and like build it and build it just to where you're like, is is Paul Heyman going to get saved here? Because I know Lesnar's not here, but you know they're they're going a long time. And then when he does it, it's just like wow. You know, he. I think that's the first time. Correct. You can correct me in the chat, but I think that's the first time since uh, since CM Punk that I think that's the first time with Heyman as, as as Brock's advocate that someone attacked Paul. Because yeah. you'll see people get in his face, like Goldberg will, like you know, grab his collar and stuff. But I don't, I don't think anyone ever actually you're right. uh, did anything to I him. I think you're right. So I mean, that's so that was that's big and that's pretty huge. Um, and yeah, Joe at first, because at first when he shook Paul's hand, I was like, ah, oh, damn it, you know, why why'd they do that? And then uh, and then you know he pulls him near and drops the mic, and it, I, I just I thought this was one of the best segments of the year, and did so much for Joe. Um, it made him be that killer that a lot of people were worried that WWE wouldn't allow him to be. I so, right, this, yeah. this one night did a lot. I hope they, you know, I hope if it, it does catch fire that they are not afraid to change their plans and, and keep it going. Yeah. So, uh, oh man, now, now I'm really looking forward to great balls of fire to see this match. I think this is going to be just fantastic. Love that we're going to get this build up. Um, so Cesaro and Sheamus versus Rhino and Heath Slater, the cool down match, as it were, after that hot fire segment. Um, Raj, I'll kick this to you first. Uh, a little over six months ago, Rhino and Slater were the SmackDown Live tag team champs. Now they're basically the raw version of the Ascension. I bet that, that I bet they just have that superstar shake up and they're having nightmares about it every night with what's <laughs> happened to their careers since then. I mean, it's not like, I mean, at least they were on TV. I forget these guys are on Raw. Um, you know, I think this is only like their second match since uh, mm -hmm. since they were moved over. And and the first one, they were destroyed in like a minute. This one wasn't, wasn't much longer. But, you know, I think it's good. You know, I say it all the time. These guys just won the titles. Get, don't have them lose the next night. Give them some steam. So, if, you know, I thought I thought that was good that they, they got the win. And look dominant. That was a that was the role tonight, guys. Come over. You got to come. You're coming in here. You got on TV. You've been on in a while. You're here to get these two over. End of story. That's your job, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And Cesaro and Sheamus talked tonight, Matt. We got a little more character out of them. Yes, we did. Yeah. Dug it. Yep. The yeah, no, no Hardys tonight. Yeah. No Hardys, no Finn, no Bailey. I think it was a good move. Build up, rebuild that demand. Yeah. No, absolutely. Didn't need it. Um. So after that, TJ Perkins versus Mustafa Ali. And uh, the most notable thing about that, I think, I mean, there was a fairly swift match. Um, but after Neville coming out, confronting TJP, building up their match on 205 Live tomorrow night. So uh, what'd you think about the match, Matt? And then second, I put this question out on Twitter. 
Austin Aries lost against Neville on three pay-per-views in a row. What do you think the odds are TJP wins the belt on 205 Live tomorrow night? <laughs> Good question. Um, I got it. We, we I got on the guy all the time uh, in the past. TJP looked a lot more comfortable in his promo tonight. I thought um, the backstage pre-tape mm-hmm. um, before the match. I thought he did a good job with that. Um, a lot more comfortable. Um, but uh, uh, he the hell no is he, he is not beating him at two hundred five live or on a pay per view. Whenever somebody does beat him, it's going to be Aries. They maybe they come back to Aries again down the road or after this two hundred five live or whenever. But Aries is going to be the one to unseat him. Raj. Um, I, I think it would be such a waste to have Neville lose to TJ Perkins on a random episode of two hundred five live that no one watches. Um, mm-hmm. it does seem. I mean, they've been. Aries and, and Neville just seems kind of done now. Um, so TJP, I guess, mm-hmm. seems like the logical next step. So having Neville mm-hmm. necessarily beat him clean, uh, that seems too early too. So I'd, I'd almost say you have Aries come in and you get, you get a DQ or, you know, something to that, that keeps it going. But I don't, I don't think. Uh, why, why, can't Neville, why can't Neville just destroy TJP? Because who's left for him really right now? Mm. We come back to Austin. I'll, but he he just beat him three pay per views in a row. Oh well, I mean one of them uh, Aries won by DQ. Let's, so but. let's take a month off. I mean, a month well, that's off, what I'm saying. Days. Like, so have uh, TJP not lose tomorrow. You keep TJP. this going. The great balls of fire, and then Neville destroy TJP, and and then you could go back to Austin or 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 something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's a long way to great balls of fire. We'll see what happens after two hundred five live tomorrow night. Uh, back from the break, we got another Shattered Dreams production from Gold Dust. Um, Matt, how many more of these do you think there should be before we see Gold Dust and our truth face off? I felt tonight, even though I love these segments and I'm excited for them because I like old school Gold Dust, you know, I was a fan of his. Um, I think tonight we. If they do it one more week in a row, I think they've officially jumped the shark with it. Mm. That's how I thought. It felt a little long in the tooth. Like, uh, like, I, like yeah, especially our truth I was like, yes. is, are they playing the same promos last week? You know, it was like just a couple lines changed, it felt yeah. like. So um, it, it, it's starting it to was. get to the cheesy part. Like those Goldust promos, I think you should do them every so often, you know, every few weeks, you know, but not, not this many weeks in a row. Right. When you've got something like this, Matt, where it's the same setup like this, and you know it's going to go on for a few weeks, uh, do they tape all these back to back, or do they shoot a new one each week? New, new one each week usually. Really? Wow. Yeah, they're creative. It's... Because things change. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Although it seems pretty locked in <laughs> with Gold Dust and Our Truth. Don't know where else to put them. Um, you know, it's weird. I was, well, saw it tonight online. People were talking about the main event spoilers. So, have either of you guys watched main event? It seems like Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel have been like going back and forth on main event for weeks or months now. I didn't know that was even a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It, well, it's not oh. available on the network anymore. So it's like oh. inter- it's international unless you've oh, wow. been illegally streaming it, it, Glenn. What? I, I just saw the results. I didn't watch the show, but uh, I've been Glenn, known to pick you up really, something. You, what, what? I've, I've watched main event before. I do not watch it every week. Sometimes <laughs> you'll, you'll hear about a good episode. Like remember when, uh, when uh, um, AJ Lee Bubba and Natalia. Ray, no, remember uh, when Bubba did the bully Ray style thing against the Usos where he was like dissing their grandfather and their whole lineage. That was on main event. Like I sought that out because everyone was talking uh, about how yeah. funny it was. Um, but no, I have not watched main event in a while. So apparently that's the, the Curtis Axel Bo Dallas show. If you get, if you have access to it. Um, so uh, we're gonna come back to the episode in a second. I want to thank the second sponsor of this episode, which is DDP yoga, DDP So you saw gold dust tonight credits DDP for getting him in the best shape of his life. Look at the physical transformation he had from his time at black rain and impact to now. And I'm telling you DDP yoga is what helped him get there. Also used by the likes of Chris Jericho, AJ styles, Mick Foley and more, and not just professional wrestlers, but wrestling fans and people who aren't even professional wrestling fans have turned their lives and their health around using ddpy we've got a deal for you where you can get the ddp yoga now app for 25 percent off this app has cooking lessons from diamond dallas page 
all the DDP yoga workouts and Monday motivational messages from Diamond Dallas Page himself to keep you on track and keep your head in the game. You can get access to the DDP Yoga Now app for 25% off. You can also get the DDPY DVDs for 25% off, but, and that includes three months of full access to the DDP Yoga Now app. You can also buy a Max or a Combo Pack at 25% off, get 50% off the second one. Head on over to ddpyoga.com slash wrestlinginc. That's ddpyoga.com slash wrestlinginc to take advantage of these offers, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Um, tonight we saw backstage that we were setting up that women's match to have Alexa and Nia Jax, but they also involved uh, Sasha for a moment and then Dana Brooke and Mickey James, at least in it. Uh, Matt, for being the, the sole women's match on the card tonight, do you think it was wise to involve more of the roster or Raj to, to you first since Matt's drinking some, some fluids? <laughs> um it, it gives them something to do so yeah. I, I didn't mind it. i thought this segment was pretty good i i always think it, it always throws me off when they announce nia Jax is 272 pounds mm. i mean that makes her bigger than pretty much the entire roster you know except for like five five guys yeah so um that uh, that always throws me off but you know i thought uh alexa did a good job i like how she outsmarted you know everyone to to get the win I think Alexa's doing great. I think they're booking her awesome. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, it. it's one of those I'm not going to remember two weeks from now, this segment, yeah. but uh, it was uh, it was good for what it was and without having someone lose. So we'll get to the match uh, in a few minutes. But Matt, I have to ask because Corey Graves and uh, Kurt Angle had a little uh, off-camera or on-camera off-mic conference there about what's going on with Kurt's phone. So were you, were you, were you texting Kurt? during raw matt i mean is that what we're gonna find out here i, I, I was telling i was sending him dick pics <laughs> <laughs> that's the article on the site raj <laughs> five tweeters that's the quote <laughs> hashtag dps <laughs> so Sorry, uh let me ask you this matt with the the kurt angle Corey graves uh storyline and the uh, Enzo, who attacked enzo you think either of these are going to pay off Pay off well. I don't care. I don't care who attacked them, honestly. Yeah. Um, is some, who's from? Is anybody in NXT on the uh, possibly on the way up? There's no. There hasn't been a hint of anyone Maybe. coming up. Top guys. Oh, with the attack. It's the revival. I think so. I mean, they had him in the background again tonight. <laughs> is it so obvious? And it, I know that tells. It us almost seems not. too obvious now at this point. Yeah. Could it be that we would care about? I still think I still think it's Big Cass. I think him being laid out was just a, a red herring. That would be uh, and Cass turns heel. Yeah, interesting. But then you have now two. Now think about it. WWE. Well, at least when Jim Ross was uh, the head of talent relations, in a, a big part of that company, I remember he would line things up evenly. He would line up like before the drafts and things like that. It would be exact amount of baby faces on one side, the exact amount of heels on one side, and like he would cross off this list. I remember him seeing him doing it in the cafeteria once when doing the draft one year. And my point is, they're not going to have two big heels. They're not going to have Braun Strowman and Kaz. You see what I'm saying? They're going to be. It's too, it'll be too similar. But you got. I mean, he's on the baby face side, and so is Roman. They're. They're. He's not that much. You know. He's going to be a heel, you're saying. Right, right. It's, but I'm saying already they have two baby faces that are big with with him and Roman. So what? Roman's not a seven footer. This dude's a <laughs> seven like footer. Six, Roman's just six, a six 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 three. No, no, we don't no. the hell he is. He's six three. No. He's six three. But you think he's six? No, he's yeah. six three. Rush. Is he really six three? Bucks, he's not. Yeah, six, but six. for Samoan, he might as well yes. be seven feet tall. That's like Samo <laughs> Samoan seven foot. You know. Wow, he dwarfs over most of the he's other not, guys he, he's in with. He, he he's he is he's a big strong dude, but but he's he's not taller than Brock Lesnar. Mm. Yeah, uh, he's not. I have to go to the tape. All right, I, I'll take your word for he's that. He's not, and Brock is six three. Brock is six three and a half, six four. Brock's um, uh, but six three is, in this also. But anyhow, uh, yeah. I was huh. gonna say, but he, I, uh, I hear your point. You can't have two seven foot dudes as heels. You just can't. Yeah. Not on the same show. It doesn't work. Uh, Unless you're Kane and Undertaker and you're established and you've been there for years. Right. Is this working? Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think they, they're pushing big cast to the main event scene yet anyway. So you don't think they'd have like a mid-card guy that's a, a seven-footer and a, a main eventer that's a seven-footer? 
it, it would be the same type of psychology that was my point yeah. we'd be had we'd be and, and the way we complained about nia Jax and, and braun having the same style of matches it mm-hmm. would be it wouldn't be like one it wouldn't be squash matches but the psychology of those matches would be very similar big 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 tall strong guy talking you know fifi fofam i'm the big you know i'm the biggest baddest dude in the world blah 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 it's going to be redundant between two guys doing it it won't work um one will hurt the other and it'll hurt Kaz in my opinion. Um, I would love to see Kaz as a heel, but just on a different show, maybe yeah. he's just seemed more heelish the past couple of weeks, but, but we'll see. He's a good baby face. I think he's a good baby face. Yeah. Plus Enzo and cast together can carry another. I mean, they, they're another story slot in the tag division. We get whoever's the champion. They are, but you know, I do see this though. I, I agree with Raj almost. I, I do. Th- I could see this being a complete swerve and it being him. Maybe somehow. it's a swerve and it's Enzo. Maybe Enzo attacked himself. <laughs> mm-hmm. he, yeah. he annoyed the shit out of me tonight. We'll get oh, to it. Oh, God. Yeah. But if it's the revival, man, I'd be absolutely happy with that resolution to the storyline. Hell yeah. Revival all day. Yeah. Um, so Callisto versus Titus O'Neill tonight in the aftermath of Extreme Rules last night. Um, Speaking of tall guys, Titus, I mean, Titus and Cass, you know, same size. They could certainly go against each other. Um, this is kind of like the Titus Darren Young feud that just kind of went on forever. It doesn't really matter who wins yeah. and loses. Right. Um, it's just, at, at least, I mean, this is much better than Darren Young and Titus O'Neil, but. Um, yeah, but no Bob Backlund. Right. Saying. It is. And I don't think we even need to talk about it just like I would do when we would talk about him and Darren Young. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, uh, yeah, we had the layout backstage more into what's going on with Enzo and Cass. Um, but then the Miz segment, the Miz out there, large balloons. You deserve a chance. love how the Miz shot down the crowd saying that they say that to everyone that wins something. <laughs> Um, and then the mystery. <laughs> oh, that was so man. Oh, he's just—he's so genius as a heel. It's amazing. He, he could even turn the crowd loving him into a heel move, which I thought was fantastic. True heel. And he just—he just has—he just has, has something when he has that belt too, where he just has that extra swagger to where he—he he really seems like a much bigger star when he has that belt. Whereas with some people, it doesn't matter if they got the belt or not. But with with Miz, he, he seems more uh, more legit. I guess I don't know. He seemed like a much bigger star this week than he did last week. And uh, he still still ate somebody's finisher, though, at the end of his own segment again. (laughs) That's his gimmick. Yeah, he knows what he's there to do, you know. Um, But yeah, man, that's an example of how someone could still uh, come across just so well, even when even when losing. Yeah. but yeah, man, like that was really good. And then the mystery unfolded of where's Dean Ambrose? How is he going to get involved in this? We thought it was the bear. We thought it was the box. But no, in a twist that rivaled the end of the movie Saw and The Sixth Sense, Dean Ambrose was the cameraman who then attacked the Miz. Didn't they do the Ambrose as a cameraman before? I feel like they did it on SmackDown. Yeah, that's what I, I felt like they did too. But maybe with AJ? Yeah, maybe I can't remember. I, I just remember seeing the someone disguised as a cameraman. Uh, but I thought I thought it was a good swerve. Uh, I, I liked it because, you know, when you saw the teddy bear, it was almost uh, annoying that it was so obvious that it would be Dean Ambrose. So when it wasn't, he he took the skull crushing finale. I, I, I thought this was a it was an entertaining segment. It was campy, but it was entertaining. Oh, but even the yeah, writing, very 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 good. Even the beauty of, uh, I mean, you predicting like the beat ahead of time and Maurice going, what do you mean? I didn't book the bear. And then it was just so well played with those beats. The uh, Maurice getting mad at the Miz for uh, busting up that grandfather clock. Love that. I mean, look, I'm not excited about seeing more of Ambrose versus the Miz, but this segment, I think, bought them another week or two in, in my good graces of, of being willing to entertain that, especially if they keep doing stuff like tonight. It was fantastic. Um, so Enzo, Enzo Amore and the big show versus Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Matt, what did you think of this? I didn't know where they were going with this. I kept thinking a bunch of times, maybe hook, line, and sinker, that big show was going to freaking just throw him in the third row. Uh-huh. Um, they were teasing that. So, but uh, Enzo was annoying as hell. Like, he wasn't entertaining. He, he's, he's, he's doing that thing again where he's reaching way too far for people to understand his analogies and his jokes during his raps, you know, during his freestyles. 
and he's talented. He really is, but he reaches a little bit too far sometimes. And tonight was like a great example. Is what did he say? I'm a I'm I'm, I'm four G's. I got a good connection. What the f- he's talking about <laughs> iPhone? Like Pat, what? come on, dude. Like th- there was a lot of things like that. That's just like wh- I'm thinking way too hard about what you're saying here, dude. Um, and there, and then he's and he's cutting show now, you know. And I was like, dude, this would never happen. Show would throw this dude to the fifth row. Um, and I went for it to happen, and that was the whole point. And show's got some good ass acting chops because he he was actually entertaining what he was trying to do. It was it made me uncomfortable. If that makes sense, you know what I mean? It made me uncomfortable to watch show do all that, but mm. you know, because I seem as a giant killer, but uh I, I don't know. I, I just it was something different, you know, something different to get them where we needed to get to. And uh did you notice in the back how they've they they uh use the angles and the camera to make Kaz look like he's the same height as Big Show? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's well true. You, they, yeah, they were shooting. I'm glad that they paid attention up. to that. I'm glad that they paid attention to that because they, 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 when I was there, sometimes they would do it, sometimes they wouldn't. And um, when you have, you know what I mean? I got immediately thrown in there with Big Show, my first time up on TV. And I was like, all right, here's a six foot 10, six foot 11 dude. And boom, you throw me in there, a seven foot two guy, you know? Yeah. You know, so it's. It, that was really well done, and it keeps the mystique that Kaz really is seven feet, even though he's not. He's like six nine and a half. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I, I like that Big Show was giving these little teases, like the whole time, like he he might have been the one that attacked Enzo. You know, he had that look on his yeah, face. Yeah, I, I forgot that. I forgot to say that. Yeah, yeah. So I thought I thought that part was good, but then then it, it just kind of turned to to crap. I don't know. It, like you said, I thought Enzo was just way too annoying in the segment, and. Um, but you know, it, it kept that mystery going. Uh, again, <laughs> they I, they really need to pay off. I think on, on both of these because they do so many of these, and the payoff is always crap. So I really hope. Uh, remember, what, like uh, who attacked CM Punk, hmm. or, and it, or Nash's text, or you know, it was something like Nash got that text to hmm. attack CM Punk, and the payoff was that he had texted himself. You, you know, all these times they do these these mystery angles and then it always goes to crap. So yeah, I, I just swoggle underneath the ring with a laptop. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. So they got to pay this off. So uh, I think Enzo, I mean, big cast violently beating down Enzo uh, would be good. If, if it is a revival, I hope they do a, a, a creative way to do the reveal. Yeah. I'm more worried about the angle text angle. The angle text angle. Yeah. Um, I'm wor- you're, wor- you're worried. I'm a married man. How do you think I feel? <laughs> those, get, those get on the internet quick. If that's the payoff, I'm 100% in favor my wife, of this. My wife's out here listening to me. Alyssa, <laughs> I just said on the air how I sent d- dick pics to Kurt Angle's phone tonight. <laughs> She's looking like I'm crazy. <laughs> um, okay, so... Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss um, tonight. Not, that, would be, yeah. that would be awesome if you did that, though. While I mean, I know it's not his real phone, but if, you know, he did do that while he was like on one of those shows. But anyway. <laughs> um, Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. Not so much a real match as Alexa Bliss trying to get herself DQ'd. Uh, you think they saved this for a pay-per-view, man? I thought, it was smart. I thought that was smart. It made her look smart. You know what I mean? She mm-hmm. stated, I was worried that she was about to get killed tonight. Yeah. You know, and kill all her heat. Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking to myself when we were like, who's next? Who's next? Is it, you know, uh, who'd we say we might be uh, the boss? Right? Oh, yeah, but, uh, I was like, when Naya, they like her, you know, I kept thinking maybe she'll be the one that they get pulled, you know, pulled back in, but she better not beat her is all I know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a couple more weeks till Great Balls of Fire, and then we'll see uh, how that match shakes out. Hey, I got, I got an idea for the Kurt Angle thing, though. Hmm. Remember, remember when they did that hmm. little, uh, that little love triangle between Kurt Angle, Triple H, and Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie. Yeah, and it ended up with you know Stephanie never going with Kurt, just kind of kicking him in the nuts or something like that. What if that right. video is someone has backstage video of him and Stephanie getting it on? Now they probably wouldn't do it now, you know, with the today's <laughs> PG environment, but because they're PG. Yeah, but that would be that would be something. Someone's got pics of Kurt cool Angle and Steph. 
that would be really cool for today, like our, our our age of fans. You know what I mean? That that we're back and watch that storyline develop back in the day. Yeah. And they tied, you know, they kind of tied a bow on it with that. Like years later, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Turner, shit, I'd pay for that. Yeah. That could be good. That's a SummerSlam match. Uh, yeah, right. that would be yeah. great. Um. Okay. So after. Uh, Alexa won by DQ. Okay, so we had uh, Paul Heyman backstage talking to Brock on the phone, announcing that Brock Lesnar is going to be next week at Monday Night Raw. Um, after that, okay, so Samoa Joe versus Seth Rollins. Um, how did you describe it? An annoying <laughs> Seth Rollins cutting an annoying screechy. His promo? voice. Yeah. It's just it. It wasn't. I don't know what he was doing beforehand, but he just wasn't in the moment. He wasn't in the context of what was happening in front of him as far as the intensity levels were. Yeah. And things of that nature. You know what I mean? Joe was pretty damn intense about you get it, you know, nobody better be, you know, get in front of me between me and Brock Lesnar, you know, they're dead or whatever the hell he said, but it was intense. You know? And uh Kurt looked a little bit uncharacteristically uncomfortable to me a little bit tonight. Um, he's usually money in all in every segment he's in. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if he was uncomfortable or maybe that's what he was trying to play on purpose. But um, I expected more of like a stare down with Kurt. Just that tease. Mm. It, yeah. Like getting in his grill a little bit. But then uh, Seth comes in. It's completely changed the context of it with – it's not even just – it was his tone. You know what I mean? And what he was saying about how I've beaten you. I've beaten you. Uh, no. Hey, Joe. But you trying to end my career, bro? <laughs> like out of nowhere. Like we, we were just watching the Samoan killer ready to take Kurt's head off, and everyone else who gets in front of him. And that's what you're gonna say to him? Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. And the worst part was Joe had to sit there and listen to it. And I was like, oh, this is hurting Joe a little too. Joe should just eat him up alive right now. Right. I'm surprised it didn't happen the match. But, uh, I'm surprised they let Joe win uh, by distraction. That Rollins was distracted. I think to, you need to yeah. make Joe look as strong as possible now. Right. Yeah. Hundred percent. Especially the the coquina clutch is the perfect out with that because that's the move. No matter who it is, I mean, we saw it with Finn. If he gets you in that move, he can win. You know, that's his advantage. Is that is that move? And I think that um, to have Rollins have to be distracted to get in that tonight was the yeah. part that seemed a little odd and off to me. But yeah, it is because you're right. Yeah. And any other night, that would have been a perfectly acceptable ending to the match. But now I want Joe to be the destroyer leading up to his match with Brock. I still would have been annoyed with that finish um, mm. on any other night because they do it too much. And it's, again, that 50-50 crap. Yeah. But um, there's nothing wrong with guys getting clean losses. If you're not comfortable with these guys getting clean losses, then book somebody else. Right. Yeah. You could have put Dean Ambrose in that spot or, you know, because they don't really care about him losing as much right now. So, yeah, totally. I thought that was Vince's guy. Am I incorrect about that? Dean said he was Vince's Isn't guy. Really but, like uh, Dean Ambrose? Uh, Dean, uh, and I think he was joking. But, uh, you know, I'm sure I, – I, th I, think, I think they don't see Dean – I mean, it's clear they don't see Dean, you know, where they see the other guys. He was on the pre-show at WrestleMania, so – Hmm. I think they gave him a chance. Really? I mean, they gave I'm him a sorry. chance last summer, right? I mean, after the brand split, especially when Reigns was out for that month with the suspension. I mean, Dean was doing two house shows in one day. Yeah, I think that was more out of desperation because they lost Roman. Yeah. You know. Well, paved the way for uh, AJ Styles as champion SmackDown, at least that feud. So we'll see. But I think Dean's up there, but and he could certainly come back in any time to that top position if they book him right and give him. I don't time. like him there. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like they just don't know what to do with him. They make him sort of cocky and arrogant. And, and what's, uh, what's crazy is if you go back and watch the Johnny Moxie promos, like I was a huge, huge fan of that character, of that guy. Yeah, you know. Well, that guy was, he was always intense, so comfortable. You know, he was always so comfortable on the mic, and he still is. But he, he he's trying a lot of different things. I, you could see it. You know, he's trying to be too funny. And it goes no. too far sometimes, right? Right. As opposed to that intense, like we've talked about this before, like when the shield were together, he would just really st stand out with those promos. Just like, just kind of crazy. Um, not crazy. <clears throat> like now where he's crazy, funny, goofy, but like no. kind of crazy nuts. Uh, little, like, little twitch to, right. to him, you know, during a really meaningful promo. You know what I mean? Like a Roddy Piper esque 
Exactly. Remember, we were, people were comparing him to Roddy at the time, man. That's how good he was. Yeah. He needs to get that edge back. That's why I say, man, if you if you brought the shield back together for the summer and turned them heel, it would be they all three of those guys are better off as heels right now. Huh. Never thought of that. I think yeah. it'd be and I think it'd be a hot angle too. I mean, yeah. I mean, who do you have them go against? You have them go against uh You could turn Bray. Nah, you don't want Bray in there. Finn. Definitely Finn. And uh gosh. Uh a lot of heels. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot of heels. Well, all three of those guys are fucking, are freaking, uh, uh, what do you call it? They're heels right now, right? So you'd have to flip flop three other guys to make. Yeah, because you don't, you don't want Brock teaming with them. You don't want Brock in that kind of role. You, you kind of want to leave Brock as a loner. So yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, you know what they could do. I think so. If this angle thing shakes out, where maybe we don't have a GM for a while, I would like them to do reforming the shield with a purpose, kind of like when they originally started with the you know fighting against injustice, and they come together as the three guys trying to keep order in the chaos. The WWE would be without a GM. You know, I think they could give it a story angle and have it make sense rather than just let's get the band back together. There's definitely a lot of ways you can do it. I don't see them going back to it though. Simple. Let's get the man back together because we make more money together. We ran this stuff. That's simple. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you had sold more merch, we made more money. What if you had them as baby faces? You had Finn turn heel with the club. They're not doing anything. Finn and the club start running rough shot. They start kicking the crap out of Dean every week. And then uh then they started, you know, going after Rollins. And then at the end, Roman comes, you know, like a few weeks down the line, and then you got your, you know, a big six man at, at SummerSlam. Be awesome. Finn cannot be a heel. He was, he was a great heel in New Japan. Hmm. He didn't have to. It was very different. They were talking, you know, he'd be a heel in, in talking about competitiveness. Do you, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah, this, yeah, I'm yeah, this, I'm this, right. I'm that. And no, this is like, entertainment now. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. You, you know, where you've got to be like really over the top as a heel to get any kind of heat. And uh, AJ... I thought would have the same issue, and he didn't. AJ actually ended up being a really damn good heel. Yeah. So I could be wrong, you know. I hope I am. Love Finn Balor. Yeah. Does it seem like he's doing the finger guns more lately, or am I just noticing it? I think he's been doing that a lot. I feel like I'm just before. noticing it more since his return. What, what the hell? I mean, he's been on TV a lot more the, since the his the guns, return. the pointing, and the, the shoot, the Remember Bullet the, Club the, stuff. Yeah, the Bullet Club, the original thing. I feel like he didn't do um, that as much. First of all, that's Matt Morgan's freaking uh, Monday Night Raw podcast, post-show podcast sign-off. <laughs> the guns, yeah. <laughs> they stole it from me. No. Quite possible. Uh, I don't know. But no, I always love seeing that, that little touch. Um, so final thoughts on tonight's Raw, Matt. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Got to give them – I'm giving them a huge grade. I'm giving them an A-. minus. Wow. No, I'm giving them an A. Whoa. I'm giving them an A. How about that one? I'm giving them an A because I'm incredibly invested in Samoa Joe, and he absolutely anchored the hell out of this show as far as getting my attention, uh, getting me excited about wanting to see him versus Brock more than ever. Um, he sold a lot of tickets tonight. If this was back in the day where they had pay-per-views that you actually went out and bought, he sold a shit ton of tickets tonight. Yeah. Hey, and yeah. Uh, love the show because of it. Yeah, that, that angle, I mean, the, again, you take out the silliness and the goofiness and you, you see what could happen, and you saw it tonight. Uh, I thought it was a B-minus until, the, except for the, the Samoa Joe stuff, brought it up to a B-plus. But there's just way too much silliness and, and stuff like that for me to get, get it in the A-level. Well, we'll see what happens next week. And uh, Wednesday... Myself, Raj, Chris, and Raj, do we want to tell everyone who else is going to be joining us this Yeah, uh, Vince Russo will be on. He's been uh, get, getting attacked from all angles lately. So he's, Why uh, are you yeah. having that jobber on the show? <laughs> see, everyone's attacking him. Yeah, see, there we go. Yeah, uh, special guest. He'll, he'll talk about, uh, he, he made some, uh, Jim Cornette is claiming that Vince Russo um, has been sending letters every week to Vince McMahon uh, asking for his job back. And, you know, Jim Cornette and Vince Russo, they don't send each other Christmas cards. But uh, Russo... He was exact. Can you guys... Yeah, yeah we can hear you. I, I listen to both shows. I listen to Vince's. And Vince does regularly say that he put, you know, that he'll watch the show and how horrible it is and how, you know, he'll, he'll offer his help. Right. Um, that's 
same damn thing. But uh, what you know, wh- whatever way you want to look at it, you know what I mean. But uh, both of those guys. What sucks is both of those guys were pretty damn good to me, man. Especially Cornette, though. Yeah. So uh, weird to be in kind of between them, but definitely Jimmy's my guy. Love Vince as well, but yeah. you know. Learn a, learn a lot more from Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, both both have made their marks in different ways. And um, so, yeah, it'll be fun. So, uh, Cornette's a Hall of Famer. Let's be real here. Jim Cornette's a Hall of Famer. And, he, and I hope he gets his opportunity. Yeah, well, Wednesday, Vince Russo responds to some of the mud Cornette's been slinging. And uh, but, you also can't, you got to say that Vince Russo was the head writer <clears throat> at the most successful period in. in Oh, Lord. Uh, the highest rated period uh, in my, since in the, since the 90s. Not, I'm not counting the 80s because the 80s, the rating. And let me be clear. Nobody in TNA or WWE booked me or wrote better television for Matt Morgan than Vince. So let me be wow. clear before I even say anything else. By far, Vince, all my main event uh, uh, pay-per-views, I think I had like seven of them, Vince was booking. So I, I owe him a lot for that. Um, you know, but... Uh, for one person to take all the credit, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. No, no, but for sure. For 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 for, for a million and one stud ass wrestlers that were tons of years under their belt of experience, wrestling all around the world, coming in right at the right time, characters, which is him helping them and putting them in the right light and shining the right, you know, helping these guys with their promos and helping them with their personas and bringing more out of them and giving them opportunities. But, you know, he'll tell it to you. All he did was give them opportunities. Um, but uh, I don't think any one person should ever take credit for the Attitude Era or anything for that matter. But who am I? I'm, I never wrote, so I really shouldn't say anything. Who knows? <laughs> no, for sure. And I, I, yeah, I know. I agree 100%. It, 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 it was just lightning in a, it was lightning in a bottle with all those personalities. Right. But, but you see the formatting of the show was a lot more, uh, less, less week to week the exact same. You know, you got badass wrestlers now, but they're doing pretty much the same thing, you know, from week to week. And, uh, you know, at least you had more variety and change from week to week. And it didn't seem you, we you, have you were excited today. to see what was going Boys today. Then those were men. There's a well, go back and watch it. Look at any one of those guys and tell me, well, he kind of looks like a kid. Nope. Look at today's wrestling. That looks like a kid. Finn Balor looks like a kid. Seth Rollins looks like a kid. Um, all of you know. Yeah, I think that's something to do with. There's just something to it. I don't know yeah. what it is. I think it's bigger than wrestling. I think it's across the board. I watch old TV all the time, and people that were—I mean, I'm 41. People that were 41 in 1980 or 88—they uh-huh. look ancient to me. I think there's yeah. something about preservatives and the way we've aged since. Well, then. yeah, you look at like MacGyver back then, and when oh they do God. a MacGyver remake now, and it's like some you know, like 18 year old kid now, as opposed to like, it was a man. This is a really then. good conversation. This is a good conversation. This is something I've, I've thought about a lot. Whenever I watch wrestling, I go, what is it? What am I missing? Yeah. Why do these dudes just look like kids? And I remember thinking like, well, we kept ourselves in better shape. Maybe that's why hmm. we don't age as quickly. Cause we're not, the guys aren't out doing as many doing drugs and smoking their asses off and drinking and blah, 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 blah. And dieting and lifting properly. You know what I mean? Maybe that's what it is. I was thinking, but uh, what you guys just said, that makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. I think there's something else across the board about the hmm. style. I think there's also something about the style. I think style being of the time ages somebody when you look at it in hindsight, because you associate it with where you were at the time that you first saw it. You know, even if you didn't see it before, even if you'd watch a movie right now that you've never seen before from 1985, you have a memory of that time. And that's going to put right. you in that mindset of being that age. That's my thought. But I think about that all the time, man. Because, I mean, we watch a lot of old TV. And I always feel like yeah. if that's 41, that doesn't look to me how 41 is now, you know, or people I know at that age. So, I yeah. Don't know. I don't well, you, you, Andre, so, so was again, like, let, 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 Andre was like 40 at WrestleMania 3, right? Think about that. And Hulk Hogan was like <laughs> late 30s. And when you see like... Uh, wow! You know, like wow, it, to, right? to think that those guys, I, even when I think of them now, they just seem so much older. They just seem like, I don't know. It's just weird to think that they were in the thirties and, and forties. I don't know. Anyway. Well, like what, uh, um, so, so again, why is Russo coming on again to, to, to settle his <laughs> stuff? with? No, I, I mean, just to, just to talk about booking today and the three hour Raws and problems and you know, he can't, he can't do that on his own show. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey man, he was uh, yeah. He left to high. He left wrestling and high and dry. How dare you bring him back? To the show, <laughs> I'm saying. It's no, like man, the WWE, man. No one's ever really gone for good. We, we've always been on good terms, and he's got he's got his he's got his podcast going on podcast one, and you know we always wish him the best, and eh, it'll be fun. So, so tune in for that. Wednesday and we got, and we got Tony Schiavone coming on in a couple weeks on, on Wednesday. Nice Wednesday in a couple weeks. Awesome. So Matt, anything you want to plug before we wrap things up here? Hmm. Sure. Uh, Swoleoclock.com, five percent nutrition.com, uh musclesportmag.com. Um what else am I forgetting? Eggwhites 247.com. Um, nutritionsolutions.com um, that dietary food that Jinder Mahal himself is using um, all these are my sponsors going into my men's physique show July 22nd so I'm just giving a quick shout out that nobody on this wrestling site is going to go check out so nutrition solutions man all this stuff I'm telling you you might not look like Matt Morgan but it'll give you get you one step closer by following and taking what he's taking if you yeah yeah you absolutely will if you diet your ass off and get your ass in the gym why not yeah. Cool, man. So Raj and I will be back here on Wednesday with Vince Russo. Uh, be sure to tune in then. Until next time, on behalf of myself, Mr. Matt Morgan, and Mr. Raj Geary. Yeah. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.